Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles today to Romans chapter number 14. Romans chapter number 14, and we're going to read Romans 14 and some the first seven verses of Romans chapter number 15. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth, and yea, he is able to hold him up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another, another man esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. He that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth the Lord. And he that giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dies to himself. For whether we live, we live to the Lord. And whether we die, we die to the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee will bow to me and every tongue will confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know, and I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus, that there is nothing unclean in and of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it's unclean. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou not charitably? Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not then your good be evil spoken of, for the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. For meat destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned. If he eat, because he eateth not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. We then, that are strong, ought to bear with the infirmities of the weak, and not to please ourselves. For every one of us please his neighbor for his good and edification." For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now the God of patience and consolation grants you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus, that ye may be of one mind, one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore? Receive you one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. 
Today, I want to talk to you about doubtful disputations. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you and do ask that you go before us now, that you bless the reading of your word, that Lord, you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us today. Lord, I pray that you would meet the needs that are represented on both sides of this microphone, that you would make yourself strong in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Here in Romans chapter 14, uh, verses 1 through chapter 15, verse number 7, Paul is dealing with Christian conduct. And one area is those that are very clear, and another area is those that are not as clear. He refers to them as doubtful arguments or doubtful disputations. Those things that are doubtful are things that the Bible simply does not take a dogmatic stance on, or at least are not discussed in depth in the scriptures. These areas could include, and not limited to, drinking, dating, gambling, smoking, music, tastes and styles, um, television, social media, homeschooling, stay-at-home moms, etc. None of these issues are directly dealt with in the Bible. There are no thou shalt or thou shalt not in regard to them throughout the scriptures. Now, I believe that God has given us three things that need to be considered when dealing with questionable or doubtful matters. And these include conviction, conscience, and consideration. You see, conviction looks forward. Is this what God is asking me to do? Conscience looks backward. Are you going to be able to live with this? And consideration looks to the left and to the right. How will it affect others around me? In other words, conviction anticipates, conscience meditates, and consideration hesitates. I believe that conviction, conscience, and consideration should govern how and why we do the things that we do at all times. Again, this is in regards to doubtful things. You know, sadly, today we have two extremes within Christianity in regards to questionable matters. No separation and total separation. The second group is the one that I think Paul is addressing as weak in the faith in this passage of Scripture. But be that as it may, we all consider the other person that we disagree with to be the one that is weak in the faith. I mean, when I read Romans chapter 14, verse number one, him that is weak in the faith, receive ye. Now, I'm immediately assuming that's the other guy. And of course, he is assuming that that is is me. But in the end, we must learn to balance Christian freedom with Christian responsibility. It was Paul who also said in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, that all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. In other words, just because you can, freedom, does not mean that you should, responsibility. I believe there's 10 principles that we can find for balance in the passage of scripture that we've just read here in the book of Romans. Number one, we are told clearly that we are not to be judgmental in regards to gray areas. 
I mean, in verse number four, who art thou that judgest another man's servant? We're not to be judgmental in regards to gray areas. To his own master, he standeth or falleth. And yes, God is able to hold him up. Okay, God is able to make him stand. So number one, we're told clearly that we're not to be judgmental in regards to gray areas. Number two, each individual should be convinced in his own mind as to the rightness or the wrongness of an action. Verse number five says, one man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let each man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Number three, we must all stand. We need to remember that we must all, we all will stand before God and give an account of our actions one day. I'm not going to give an account for yours and you're not going to give an account for mine. Because in verse number 10, he says, but why do you judge your brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And that tells us here that Paul is definitely addressing Christians. He is speaking to believers in Jesus Christ because only believers in Jesus Christ will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. All the rest of them are going to go before the great white throne judgment. In Hebrews, the writer says in verse four of chapter four, verse number 13, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. We're all going to ultimately stand before God and give an account for what we do. And then the fourth thing I think we need to remember is that we must be careful not to knowingly place a stumbling block in the way of our brother. In verse number 13, Paul says, let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather by no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. We need to be careful that whatever it is we're getting ready to do. And again, I'm dealing with gray areas. I mean, the Bible, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's things, most of the Bible, the older I get, the more I realize that most of the Bible is not gray. <laughs> okay. But there still are gray areas. And again, I'm not talking about where the Bible clearly says thou shalt or thou shalt not. I'm talking about areas that are what we would call gray. We need to be careful when it comes to those issues that we not place a block of stumbling in the way of our brother. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 8, 12, and so by sinning against the brethren and wounded their conscience when it is weak, you are sinning against Christ. And then in Matthew chapter 18, verse number six, the Lord said, and whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and drown in the depth of the sea. We need to be careful not to knowingly place a block of stumbling in the way of our brother. If your brother, if my brother is offended, we need to, we need to realize that. All things are lawful unto me, but not necessarily expedient. And when we go ahead and we do it anyway, even though I have the freedom in Christ to do so, I am not acting responsibly toward my brother. And that is sinful. Number five, we must always act in love. I mean, in verse number 15 of Romans uh, chapter 14, Paul said, but if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, 
Now walkest thou not charitably, destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Your brother, your sister, is more important than the meat. We need to be responsible for one another. Just because I'm free to do it doesn't mean that I should. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. We need to act in love. We need to make sure whatever we do, it is done in love. And then number six, we must pursue actions that make for peace. In verse number 19, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace. We need to be, whatever I do, am I going to bring peace to the situation? In Romans, uh, let's see, in Romans chapter number number 12 and verse number 18, the apostle said, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. We're going to be held accountable for that. As much as it depends on me, I need to make sure that whatever I do is pursuing peace with others. And if I purposely use my freedom to do something that I know is going to disrupt that peace, it's sinful. And then number seven, we must always seek to build one another up and not to destroy each other. Back in Romans chapter 14, verse number 19, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and the things wherewith me we may edify. That word edify is where we get the word fort. It means to build up. It means to strengthen whatever I decide to do. I need to make sure that my end goal is to build up, not destroy my brother for whom Christ died. In 1 Corinthians 14, 12, the apostle said, so it is with you. Since you are eager to have spiritual gifts, seek to excel in the gifts that build up the church. Seek to do those things that will build up to edify our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's never sinful to do that. And then the number eight, we must only do that which can be done in faith. In verse number 22, hast thou faith? Great, have it to yourself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith, it's sin. We need to make sure that what we're doing is in faith before God. We need to make sure that whatever we're doing is in 100% faith toward God. In Romans 1.17, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith, the faith that is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. And if we do things that are not out of faith, it is sin. We must only do those things that can be done in faith. If it's not in faith, don't do it. In verse in, in the ninth thing, we must seek to glorify God in all that we do. In chapter 15 and verse number six, he says that ye may be of one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever I do, is this going to bring glory to God? 
Well, if it's going to cause my brother to sin or to stumble, then no, it's not going to bring glory to God. Therefore, I don't need to be doing it. We must seek to glorify God in everything that we do. In Romans chapter 12, verse number one, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Everything that I do needs to be a sacrifice to the Lord, starting with me, <laughs> holy, acceptable, and it's the most reasonable thing that we can do. We need to seek to glorify God in everything that we do. And then finally, number 10, we must always accept one another even when we disagree over doubtful things. In verse number seven of chapter 15, wherefore receive you one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. If you, there's only one way to God is through faith in Jesus Christ. We can agree on that. These doubtful things that we disagree on, we need to make sure that we exercise our freedom with responsibility. And if we did that, oh, how much better the body of Christ would be. Again, God has given us three things that we need to be, that need to be considered when dealing with questionable matters. Conviction, which looks forward. Is this what God is asking me to do? Conscience looks backward. Am I going to be able to live with it? And consideration, which looks to the left and the right, how will it affect my brothers and my sisters? God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. 